0: Log Talk Radio. Mm
1: word, biblios, many books, taken through the ages, ageless, timeless, prophets, apostles, epistles, the the gospel, the righteous, the hostile, the woeful, the wonderful. On the Sabbath days or on Sundays, it's easy to find me. It's most likely up in your churches where I might be. It's millions over this earth who would tell you that they like me, but realistically half of them take what I say lightly. They just push me off the table like they don't need me. Uh Look me in my face like they don't see me. Granny's off the church and she won't leave me. Then she comes home from church, but she my name King James Version, born in 1611. I was made to teach pride on how to reach the kingdom of heaven might not be saying the same thing as your reverend. The football was broke, but it ain't the way it's living. You probably catch me at your grandma's house open the Psalms. I was like your grandpa's spouse over in arm. You catch me in a small jailhouse over in Grom. I speak about the hotel from nowhere to town. Now I travel through my pages, learn about the ancients. Life and death is in me, but some don't want to hear me. Misuse me to conquer many lands. Many men have been slaves for who I am, the saints' blood on their hands. Government attempted to get rid of me and still trying. Society Refuse to listen to me and still dying I give counsel to disciples I can still grind to remind them that the place they want to be is still dying I could school the school book, plus Dr. Seuss in the dictionary, what's written is power, I'm sitting in the parlor, I'm the only book closed, but I'll open at any hour, it's always an happy head kid with a go-to, with his hand on my head saying he swear to tell the whole truth, yo dude they got me on the shelf called dusty, living godly is a must, but don't nobody trust me, I teach about the old trails, mortars the bomb, seven plagues, seven seals, soldiers the swarm, rage in the field, soldiers, storms, the comings, the horns, a lot of preachers want me on team just to make a profit When all I want to do is give you words of the sacred prophets So my creators can see believers making progress I warn them of the dangers and loving material objects Open me up, pray open to the up. God of all men The God man. of Jacob, Isaac, the God, the God of Abraham man. May he open up his plan Why he came as a man, God 12 spread his truth to every nation through the land Yo, we kicked the U.S. once sober but you won't show my name cause when your friends came You keep turning my front over With this on my back, use me as a cup Coaster, come closer, let me do my job Like I'm supposed yo, to, yo 66 books In me, good and plenty, but up north They rip out pages, the puffs sends me, but the saints study Intensely cause it's riches in me But to the wicked I ain't worth And thin. you can run around wildin, looking in the sky Or you can read me, choose life Or die, who's right but I Man, a tooth for an eye, the water's fire's going fry. I'm the Bible I hold the keys to survival I'm here to strengthen God's saints And the world is vital I'm the Bible I'm telling you stop serving these idols Ain't no other God the in in that idol I'm the Bible Original holy scrolls come for lonely souls With the oracles of the moral I'm the, Bible. I'm the Bible I'm trying to save many men But any who pretend His kingdom they won't be getting there I'm the number one selling book of all time I done made billions But if the people don't understand I ain't happy so come get with me, sit with me, and I'm going to show you mysteries.
0: Shalom,
2: shalom, shalom. Laila which means good evening or good night in the ancient Paleo-Hebrew. I'm your brother, your friend, your host as always Tazapah. And welcome, y'all. Welcome to the show. Welcome to another edition of Bible Talk and Tazapar Tuesdays, man. want to send shouts out to all our affiliated schools, the brothers here in San Antonio, uh, the brother, Kazakia, up in uh, VA, which I wrapped with the brother today, man. man. Me and him had a very extensive conversation, a good conversation. It's always good to talk to the brother Um He's a little under the weather right now. Throughout his back again, you know he still think he baby Air Jordan or something. <laughs> but uh, y'all send some prayers up for the brother. To hurry up and get back on his feet and get uh get back to the work. As a matter of fact, he hasn't stopped the work, but just to get him back healthy, man, get him back feeling like himself again. I'm asking to please y'all send some prayers up for the brother Kazakia out there in VA, as well as all as all the brothers out there doing their thing in VA building. Uh, shout-out to Zad Nala up in Rochester, uh, who, Lord willing, I should be uh, graced with his presence uh, this upcoming weekend. As we roll out to the um, Hebrew Summit that's going down in Tampa, Florida, y'all. Uh, if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> Shabba, uh plugged it a couple times, but y'all should know this by now. Anyway, uh, shout-out to those brothers. Shout-out to uh Also, I'll be seeing this weekend, Lord willing and the brothers down in H-Town, who will be traveling with us, y'all. So just put us in your prayers, man, for safe travels, for uh, Godspeed, uh, that we have a, a good trip, uh, a good drive. It's quite a drive. I believe it's like uh, maybe 15 hours. Uh, but we're going to get her done, man. The air, the airplane tickets were too pricey. So, you know, we're doing it the old-fashioned way we driving. Uh, shouts out to the brothers out in ABQ, the brother Ice and the crew uh, that we got as well. Shouts out to our brothers and sisters out in California, Canada, um, Atlanta. And shouts out to uh, the brother Kawakab down in Guatemala. Um, man, I got quite a bit to unpack, man, so let me go ahead and jump into it, y'all. If it's your first time tuning into the show, I do about an hour of current events, news, uh, before I get into the topic. Uh, and it's soapbox, and I definitely will, am going to be on my soapbox, y'all. So just a heads up. Uh, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debts. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen. This is the prayer we need to be centered up on a daily so we can get the hell on up out of this demonic place, man. It Psalms chapter 118, verse 24, and it reads, This is the day which the Lord had made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So good or bad, happy or sad, the most High brought you too. He'll bring you through it, and you'll come out better on the other side because of it. Please believe me. All right, y'all. So it's a lot going on, and I'm sure, well, I'm not sure, but maybe, Y'all didn't heard about this madness right here. All right, y'all. This one is from AP. Huh? I guess it's the Associated Press. It says AP Fact Check. Man, these people. Let me just read it. I'm about to unpack it. Back focused discovery of a tunnel at Chabad Synagogue spurs false claims and conspiracy theories. So if y'all haven't heard about the tunnel that was found in the synagogue in New York, this is them doing damage control, saying that the tunnel found it spurs false claims and conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories, my, you know what. It is what it is. Hey, what they say? What's the old saying? Walk like a duck, quack like a duck. It's a duck. It says news of brawl between police and worshipers on Monday over secret underground tunnel. So this is from January 11, 2024, y'all, a couple weeks ago. I didn't touch on it initially. I knew about it but I was waiting to get more information before I investigated and unpacked the story. Anyway, it said, uh, with posts spreading blameless claims about the passage, many laced with anti-Semitism. Y'all know this is the magic word for back up off of us, right? Whenever the small heads get into something or they do something to piss somebody off or somebody pisses them off, the catchphrase phrase. The the F up off of us word is always anti-Semitism. As soon as people hear that word, they just run away. That's the boogeyman word. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it says that the claims that this tunnel was used for uh, sexual purposes is false. Well, I got a question for y'all. What was the purpose of the tunnel then if it wasn't for... Sex trafficking. I'm dying to know. Now, in this article, they're going to, it says that they use these these ill-advised young men, they say, use this tunnel to have access to the synagogue after hours. Nigga, please. You have access. Come on, man. You own everything. New York is the city that what? Never sleeps. So it ain't like you could have went to the synagogue any old time. Y'all got keys to the damn thing more than likely. Come on, man, stop. This is how ignorant they've dumbed people down to, to where they, they believe you can tell people, the general public, anything, and they'll listen to it hook, line, and sinker. Well, I'm not one of those people, and my listeners ain't either. And I'm going to read this, y'all, and I got, I got the receipts on stuff. So let me continue. It says the conflict, the conflict at the Chabad Lubitzich. I can't come. That's why I need you guys today. I'm butchering words. Uh, World, she cooking, y'all. That's why y'all don't hear it, but y'all hear all the cooking going on in the background. Um, Lubitzich's World headquarters in New York City, which serves as the center of an influential Hasidic Jewish movement began when a cement truck arrived to seal the tunnel's openings. Now this Hasidic phrase and I broke broke this down several times, y'all, so this really is really um uh what's the name of these brothers? Um 'cause it's in the book of Maccabees, we're gonna get into it tonight. The Ascidiums, that's their name. This is where they get this Hasidim stuff from, from the book of Mac- Maccabees, from a group of brothers also known as the Asidiums who were anti-Hellenization. Anyway, back to the point. It says, proponents of the tunnel then staged a protest and ripped off the wooden siding of the synagogue. Police called to the scene ultimately arrested nine people. Now, I've seen a video of this. A brother had posted it on the WhatsApp. Several brothers posted it. And these cats was going blow to blow, blow to blow with the cops. And remember, these small hats, red people who we loosely refer to as white, they ain't bust none of nobody's head. They ain't shoot nobody. But remember, they murked George Floyd for, what did they say? He resisted arrest. He was fighting with the police. And they choked him out. Choked him out so bad, had the brother calling on his mama, as well as other countless brothers that he choked out and killed because they say they were resisting. But these cats was resisting, and y'all ain't do nothing. See, these are the disparities that go on in this country, and you got ignorant people running around talking about there is no racial issues in America. I get, I get treated just fine here in America, old bootlicking backless niggas who really don't understand the gravity of this situation. We're in the belly of the beast, man. And when I say beast, I'm talking about the fourth beast that's referred to in Daniel the 7th chapter, the latter end of the Greco-Roman Empire, that beast. We're in the belly of them. Anyway, those supporting the tunnel said they were carrying out an expansion plan along envisioned by the former head of the movement. Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schozenisman. So they said they was carrying out an expansion plan. So this dude had a vision years and years back to expand these tunnels. Once again, what is the purpose of the tunnels if it's not for sex trafficking? Read it on. It says, but that hasn't stopped a prolific proliferation of social media posts falsely suggesting the passage is proof of illicit activities such as child sex trafficking. Now, I couldn't find the video. I couldn't even find the article, y'all. And I ain't gonna lie, I'm rubbing my feet on this. I should have hopped immediately on it because the small hats who control the media, when they go into damage control, man, they make it very hard for you to find the original. Uh, news publication that came out because in the original one, even on YouTube, they were saying how they found bloody mattress, mattress, uh mattresses bloody mattresses in the tunnel they found uh human feces and all stuff relating to somebody living in the tunnels and not just living in the tunnels, probably getting busy more than likely in the tunnel because the reality of this is that these peoples, these small hats, they freak monsters, man. I'm a And I forgot to get that other order. I guess I'm going to have to get this uh, while I'm doing the broadcast. Hold on, y'all. Bear with me. I'm coming, you I'm coming. Okay. How they do it, though? All right, I might have to double back on that, y'all. Okay, I'm sorry, y'all. Let me jump back over here. It says, um, I'm finished reading this article, too, about the sex tunnel. It says, this entire episode is immensely painful for us, the Jewish community at large, and all decent people. I'm not decent people, though. Rabbi Maltese Sluxin, a spokesman for uh, Chabad, told the Associated Press, He also noted that the sensationalism and errors in the media have provided fodder to these individuals who are trolling online. So somebody's trolling just because they're bringing out the truth about y'all freak monsters. Here's a closer look at the facts. Claim: The tunnel is connected to a local children's museum. So these they say that these are the facts people were saying that this tunnel was uh, connected to a local children's museum. Now watch this. It says the facts. The tunnel does not connect to the Jewish Children's Museum, which is located across the street from Tambad headquarters. If the Children's Museum is right across the street, why would they need to connect it? I'm just saying they could just walk the kids across the street if they wanted to. But it probably more than likely did connect. Remember, this is damage control, so they're denying all these accusations. Because a children's museum would be a great place, if I'm the freak monster, to pick up kids to have intercourse with. It's commonly referred to as a 770, a nod to address, a nod to the address of the complex original building, the Chad Bed headquarters now encompasses multiple adjacent structures in the Crown Heights section of Brooklyn. The passageway is believed to have started in the basement of an empty apartment building being be behind the headquarters, snaking under a series of offices and lecture halls before eventually connecting to the synagogue, Steve's Sons said, butchered his name The New York City Department of Buildings investigation found a tunnel located beneath the headquarters that was 60 feet, 18.3 meters long, and 8 feet, 2.4 meters wide. It extended under several buildings in the vicinity, connecting between (coughs) openings cut into basement walls. So this, this tunnel was connecting to other places in New York in this neighborhood. It was other reports that I heard on YouTube where people were complaining because they said they would hear uh, Yiddish being spoken all hours of the night coming from the basement or coming from beneath their apartment. A building at 770 Eastern Parkway was purchased in 1940, the first of what would become the Chad Complex. Its upper floor served as a a home for Tabbag's sixth rebbe, spiritual leader, while the first floor housed offices and the main synagogue for the movement, according to Tabbag's website. Starting in the 1960s, <coughs> excuse me, the headquarters expanded into an apartment building next door at 784-788 Eastern Parkway. The main synagogue where Monday's brawl took place was moved from the original building to the basement of this structure. A smaller synagogue remains in use at 770 Eastern Parkway. Another building on the original structure's west side at 760 Eastern Parkway is now a Tadbad Library. The complex is a deeply rever- rever- revered Jewish site, especially within the Tadbad movement. It receives thousands of visitors each year, including international students and religious leaders. All right, I'm almost done, y'all. It says the synagogue carries a profound significance to the Jewish people worldwide because the teachings, (laughs) the teachings of what? How to be a freak monster? Anyway, it says the Torah teachings that enaminated from it, have impacted and transformed the Jewish community and society at large in a positive way, Cicely said. And to see this episode exploited by anti-Semitic conspiracy theories only as pain to injury. Stop being a freak mom. Anyway, the Jewish Children's Museum can be found on the corner directly to the east of the Tabas headquarters across Kingston Avenue at 792 Eastern Parkway. It began as an exposition at the Jacob Javits Convention Center in New York City in 1986, and opened as a predominant, uh, sorry, a permanent museum in 2020, 2024. I'm sorry, 2004. The tunnel was used for sex trafficking or other illicit activities. So they say that these are the claims. Such claims are unfounded, hinting at long-standing anti semitism tropes and more recent baseless conspiracy theories about child trafficking rings run by at least public figures, including government officials. Come on, son. Those are facts. Why y'all trying to say that these are some made-up allegations? Because you do have high officials participating in sex acts. All right, let me jump over to this one. Oh wow! It appears I might have a reader. Y'all. I might have a reader. Our Kai is in the building and has decided to grace us with her presence. Uh, where I want to go next? Hold on, though. Get it together. Oh, it's right here. This one right here. Now, this is an old article from CBS News. So, Arcaia, read this for me, man. Give me, that. Give, me that. Give me that. Give me that. This is how you scroll down, right there. You got to read loud. <laughs>
3: All right, the title is Exclusive NYC's Hidden World of Human Trafficking.
2: Give them the date.
3: The date on this is December 7, 2010, and this is from CBSNews.com. So many foreigners dream of coming to New York City and living a life of freedom. Coming where? To New York City.
2: So this is based in New York. This is a New York story, y'all. Read.
3: But for the thousands of victims of human trafficking who are held here against their will, life is a living hell instead.
2: So, there is human trafficking going on in New York City.
0: Hmm. Wouldn't
2: you know? Wouldn't you know? And they said that the, that the tunnel <laughs> that was found in the synagogue was coming up on the, on the false fire for uh, sex trafficking. You know.
3: CBS 2's Rob Morrison has the exclusive story of Eliza's abuse and escape. Eliza, quote unquote, is 24 in hiding and scared for her life. I'm just scared of going out every single day, she told Morrison. Several weeks ago, she says she escaped from the man who enslaved her for years, forcing her to work at an underground sex club in Lower Manhattan. Where was it in at? Lower Manhattan. Y'all
2: yeah, see this, right? If y'all haven't seen it, please do so. The movie, The Sound of Freedom. Go check the movie out. After check the movie out, go online and research the commotion and the uh, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The chaos surrounding of, surrounded by the movie. It was certain people that wanted to protest this movie and didn't want the movie to come out. You had Denzel Washington speaking in favor of the movie, and I believe uh, Mel Gibson and other actors were supporting this movie and asking other people to support it. But go check that movie out, y'all. This child trafficking, sex trafficking thing does exist. It is real.
3: That man, her husband, threatened her with death if she ever left. He said, quote, nobody knows if you're going to die. Nobody knows if you die because you don't have any people, Eliza said. She said they met in the Philippines when she was just 19, and he charmed her into thinking he was an American businessman who had fallen madly in love with her. She thought it was a dream come true when he proposed marriage.
2: Now, I have to admit the irony of this. I read this article, and I was like, huh? It's usually the Filipino chicks conning white boys <laughs> to marry them and get them out of the Philippines. You know, that mail-order bride stuff they be doing. But now they just do some salt in the game. Like, what part of the game is this? We don't?
3: Yes, he's good for pretending to be good guys, Eliza said. But she said as soon as she got out of her country, the physical abuse started, and she quickly learned his business was sex and online pornography. After beating on me, he said, this is what's going to happen to you if you argue with me and you can't do anything. I have your papers and passport. You can't go anywhere, she said. Her attorney said it was all part of his calculated plan to dupe her and then control her. It was methodical what he did in anticipation of bringing her into this country on a visa to get married. He had already posted information on the website that she would be available to others, Michael Wilde said. He
2: already had plans for her, y'all. He already posted her up. She was for sale. So I bring this article out to show that sex trafficking does go on in New York. So when people were talking about this, they, it was not for as the small has would have you believe that you're tripping or you're uh, blowing things out of proportion or you're trolling, no. This type of thing does happen. It goes down. All right. You can let that go. And we're going to go where are we going. Right here. And this over to you, ma'am. And start at the top. We're going to jump a little bit.
3: All right, so this is the Wikipedia page on Harvey Weinstein. Monster. So Harvey Weinstein is an American former film producer and convicted sex offender. In 1979, Weinstein and his brother, Bob Weinstein, co-founded the entertainment company Miramax, which produced several successful independent films including Sex, Lies, and Videotapes, The Crying Game, Pulp Fiction, Heavenly Creatures, Flirting with Disaster and Shakespeare in Love.
2: Hope oh, the Crime Game was that the one with Forrest Whitaker? And he was um, he was messing with a man he thought was a woman. I think that was Forrest Whitaker. Look at that real quick. What they say? Life imitates art or vice
0: versa?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the film explores themes of race, sex, nationality, and sexuality against the backdrop of the Troubles in Northern Ireland. Forrest Whitaker, yes, right?
2: Yes, he's in that. That's what I thought. They were telling on them themselves. <laughs> the water a I. All right, reading
3: on that article. Weinstein, well, one of the... Uh, oh, of you know North what?
2: West. And Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. And Pulp Fiction had that highly... Um, that BDSM scene or
3: whatever.
2: Which one? Oh yeah, The
3: bondage scene. Oh, but, the, bo-
2: the bondage yeah. scene and the homosexual scene yeah. when uh, ving Ring took it up the butt. And people wondering why he's still on the Arby's commercials. Hmm, the GIMP. <laughs> why he got why he booked the Arby's commercials now and been doing it for quite a number of years. And remember he was on that in that movie, um, Holiday what was the name of that damn movie? He was dressed up like a woman. He was a punk. Holiday Love it was a Christmas movie. Come on, Labia. Holiday
3: Heart. Holiday
2: Heart. <laughs> Makes you want to go back and revisit that Cat Williams interview, right? Hey, brother, I'm something. He knows some things. All right, read on.
3: Weinstein won an Academy Award for producing Shakespeare in Love and also won seven Tony Awards for plays and musicals, including The Producers, Billy Elliot the Musical, and August, Osage County.
2: Now jump down to, uh, what does it say, Early Life? What did it say?
3: Um, You want me to go into his background?
0: Yeah.
3: Okay. So Weinstein was born on March 19th of 52 in the Flushing neighborhood of Queens, New York, to Mm -hmm. Diamond Cutter Max Weinstein and his wife Miriam. His family is Jewish. His
2: family is what? Jewish. His family is what? Jewish. Freak monsters, this is in these people's nature. That's what I'm trying to show. That's what I'm trying, attempting to bring out. It's in their nature. What was his father's trade?
3: A diamond cutter.
2: Diamond cutter. These people are often rich as hell. Very wealthy. I ain't going to say rich. There's a difference between rich and wealthy. They're very wealthy. And we know that with wealth comes power, and with power comes immense power. Go ahead.
3: His family is Jewish, and his maternal grandparents immigrated to the United States from Poland. Mm-hmm. He grew up with his younger brother, Bob, in a housing co-op named Leicester in North uh, New York City.
2: Oh, Bob. Let's read about Bob. Go to that article that it says Vox, that yellow one.
3: Let's see what's going on with old Bob uh, Weinstein. Okay, so this is Vox.com. Getting the date. Written October 17th of 2017. The title is Harvey Weinstein's brother Bob is now facing his own sexual harassment allegations. Yeah, don't say. (laughs) No kidding. He's a regular chip off the old block. Showrunner Amanda Siegel says Bob Weinstein's sexually harassed her for several months in 2016. So Bob Weinstein, the brother of Harvey Weinstein, who has so far been accused by nearly 50 women of sexual harassment or assault, is now facing harassment accusations of his own.
2: He got a body count, too. Now, let's get your boy Jeff.
3: Hold oh, Jeff right there. Okay. All right, so this is the Wikipedia page for Jeffrey Epstein. So we got the Weinsteins, and
2: they they are small hats. Now let's read this. Jeffrey Edward
3: Epstein, January twentieth, nineteen 1953, through August the 10th of 2019, was an American financier and sex offender. Born and raised in New York City, Epstein began his professional life by teaching at the Dalton School despite lacking a college degree. He was also born in New York. Like the Weinstein
2: Brothers. Hmm.
1: Is that a co-weekend <laughs> That's where all of them be at,
3: right? Reed? After his dismissal from the school in 1976, he entered the banking and finance sector, working at Bear Stearns in various roles before starting his own firm. Epstein developed an elite social circle and procured many women and children whom he and his associates sexually abused. In 2005, police in Palm Beach, Florida, began investigating Epstein after a parent reported that he had sexually abused her 14-year-old daughter.
2: Did you already read his early life? Um. Yeah,
3: read
0: that.
3: Okay. So Jeffrey Edward Epstein uh, was born on January 20th of 53 in the Brooklyn borough of the New of New York City. His parents, Pauline Paulina. Were Jewish. Were what? Jewish. Hold
2: on. It's in their nature, y'all. I'm trying to tell you. All right, let's go to uh, the article up there. It's from the Independent. Here we go. Tell me where you're reading from.
3: All right, so this website is independent.co.uk, and this is dated January 16th of this year. So Jeffrey Epstein's Island, what really happened there? Accusers say billionaires' private paradise of Little St. James in U.S. Virgin Islands was center of international sex trafficking rings.
2: This is how wealthy these people are. They have money where they can buy a whole island, and they can just be... Free freak monsters that do what the hell they want to, and little Timmy and little Sarah can cry all they want to and yell all they want to, but nobody's hearing them. Read on.
3: The guests to Epstein's Island came from across the world and from the highest ranks of society. Celebrities and scientists and members of royal families touching down in a private jet and then boarding a helicopter to the island. Its owner likes to call it Little St. Jeff. The locals called it Pedophile Island. Whoa. What? <laughs> the locals called it what?
2: Pedophile Island. Pedo Island. The locals knew what was going down. And You don't think it was some local children that was up in there? And they said this was the U.S. Virgin Islands. So our little Benjamin brothers and little Benjamin sisters.
3: You know. But what is the truth about Little St. James, the 75-acre private paradise in the U.S. Virgin Islands that billionaire sex offender Jeffrey Epstein once called home? A criminal complaint from the Attorney General of the U.S. Virgin Islands described it as, quote, the perfect hideaway and haven for trafficking young women and underage girls for sexual servitude, child abuse, and sexual assault.
2: All right. that's his is Island. Now, let's go here. And I want you to, this is the part I want you to read. Yeah, you can start right there. Tell them where it's from, though.
3: Okay, so this is uh, the website Mm walksinsiderome.com, and the title is Tiberius's Perverted Private Life.
2: So this is talking about Tiberius Caesar, y'all. Matter of fact, wait a minute. Now, you know what? Let's go to read. It. Go ahead read. It.
3: it was only during his self-imposed exile in the Villa of Jupiter on the island of Capri, where millions of tourists still flock every year, that Tiberius Caesar revealed the full extent of his depravity. The walls of the imperial palace were awash with pornographic imagery.
2: So he had pornographic imagery, and during this time, the media was uh, art, painted art, by paint or a pencil or whatever they used, chalk. So had, he had these images all over his wall, you know, such as the Egyptians did. They had the same thing, pornography on the walls of his little island that he had. Is this a coinky-dink? we had an island.
3: Tiberius had an island. Three? Much like that is still on display inside the brothel, Lumpenar in Pompeii. And with pornography as his backdrop, Tiberius would command his, quote, tight bums, group of young boys. What
2: did he call them?
3: Tight bums.
2: Tight bums. Y'all know what a bum is, right? It's a booty. Read.
3: Groups of young boys whose, quote, talents are clear from the name to perform threesomes in front of him. Groups of who? Young boys.
2: Young boys. This is Tiberius Caesar, one of the 12 emperors of Rome. Read.
3: Tiberius would command his, quote, tied bums groups of young boys whose, quote, talents are clear from the name to perform three sins in front of him in order to stimulate his libido. libido. So he
2: would have a real-life pornographic session going on where he was the director. Read.
3: From sexual depravity to simply sadistic during banquets Tiberius would fill his drinking companions with vast quantities of wine before tying uh, ligatures around their genitals, preventing them from urinating.
2: Wow. That is nasty and cool. Re?
3: But it was for pedophilia that Tiberius was most notorious. It was for what? Pedophilia.
2: The intercourse with children. Once again, y'all, this is in their nature. Read.
3: Tiberius trained infants. He called his quote little fish to swim between his thighs when he took a bath and nibble on his genitalia.
2: Infants. Babies. Newborns. He had nibbling on his junk. These people are sick, man. Read.
3: And that's not the only horrendous accusation to survive against him. We're also told that he would take newborn babies from their mothers and hold them to his genitals, hoping they would respond to him as if to their mother's breast.
2: So he had newborn babies. New one Wow. Read.
3: Tiberius is alleged to have sodomized two boys during a sacrificial ceremony on the island, and when they complained, he had their legs broken.
2: Now, it says a sacrificial ceremony. This lets you know that it's more to it than just a sexual act, y'all. They perform these rituals for their gods. What is their god named Belpiora? which means the Lord of Openings. Mishawa did an extensive, extensive class on this, and it was very informative. I hope you all checked it out, in which he broke down these guys and what they get into and how you worship them. Read.
3: He also sexually assaulted aristocratic women, causing one woman, Malonia, such trauma that she was driven to suicide.
2: Wow. And you know it was sexual trauma. How bad was that to where she she had to kill herself after that? And that's more than likely the shame of what he made her do. She just couldn't live with herself. Read.
3: In old age, Tiberius was hairy and pungent, and theatrical audiences would taunt him by chanting, the old goat is licking the old dude's asses.
0: Wow.
3: for those. Given that in Latin the word for goat is Priya, contemporary references to Tiberius's twisted pleasure palace on Capri as, quote, the old goat garden is a pun that would have been lost on nobody.
2: Ugh. Now, I don't know if it was him, but it was one of those Caesars that had a little boy, Israelite boy, that he dressed up like a woman, and he castrated him, and they said that he looked like his um, deceased wife. I don't know if it was him, or, my, or was it, if, or if it was another season. But my point in bringing all this up, y'all, is to show y'all the mentality and the spiritual wickedness. Of these people, so let's get how I get um ecclesiasticus chapter eleven I'm sorry, not chapter eleven chapter one chapter one we're gonna start at verse nine. Hold on for a second. No, it wasn't Alexander's father, why, it was one of the Caesars. It might it may have been Tiberius. Matter of fact, before we get no, we don't get that. We don't get that anyway, House of Um uh, Let me find. Hold on for a second, y'all. Here we go. I don't know if it says it in this article. We're going to get to it. Read this, Hustle. No, no, I'm sorry. Please ask these in the Bible. Please ask these, Chapter 1. And we're going to start at verse uh, 11. I'm sorry, Verse 9. <clears throat> And if y'all uh, got y'all computers handy, man, maybe y'all can type it in y'all search engine and see which Steve that was. I wish I could uh, knew his wife's name, man. You got a key, Dusty? Yeah. yeah.
0: There you go, man. Thank you.
3: Ecclesiastes 1 and 9. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be.
2: So it's letting us know the things that have happened are going to happen again. Read.
3: And that which is done is that which shall be done.
2: So the things that have already happened are the things that are going to happen in the future. Stuff happened in the past is going to happen in the future, as we just brought out. It's not a coincidence that Uh, Jeffrey Epstein had a freak island, because Tiberius Caesar also had a freak island. Read.
3: And there is no new thing under the sun.
2: Nothing new under the sun. Read.
3: Is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new?
2: Can you say that anything is new? We know nothing goes out of style. It just comes back around. Back around again. We use this scripture when we go over the topic of reincarnation, y'all. There's nothing new. There's probably a new way of doing it, but it's the same old thing. Read.
3: It has been already of old times. Now,
2: this is the part i want to get to. Listen to this. Read.
3: Which was before us.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: There is no remembrance of former things.
2: So there's no remembrance of former things for who, though? Read.
3: Neither shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come with those things, with those that shall come after.
2: Meaning that the people that get reincarnated have no idea who they used to be in a former life, but they have definitely been reincarnated. Those spirits have came back, y'all. Like I said, it's not a coincidence that Tiberius Caesar had a freak island. Then Jeffrey Epstein pops up with a freak island. That's not a coincidence. I'm not saying that Jeffrey Epstein was Tiberius Caesar reincarnated, but he's definitely one of his ancestors, and it may have been him. Hell, who knows? Only the most high know. Now, let me get this right here. Tell them where you ring from.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. From reformjudaism.org. Brit Malah,
2: the circumcision ritual. So they,
3: what do they call it? Brit
2: Malah. Brit Malah. This is how they circumcise infants. Read.
3: What is Brit Malah? Brit Malah, literally covenant of circumcision, also called a brief, refers to a religious ritual through which male babies are formally welcomed into the Jewish people.
2: Formally welcomed. (laughs) Read.
3: According to Jewish tradition, it is a parent's obligation to circumcise a son and offer a threefold blessing for the child.
2: You have to do this. Now, they claim they get this from the Bible because according to the scriptures, a child supposed to be circumcised the eighth day. But it was a way you did it in the scriptures that does not uh, coincide with the way they do it. Read.
3: A life enriched by Torah, the wedding canopy, chupa, and good deeds. Today, a mohel or mohelet is routinely designated by parents to fulfill this custom. Now,
2: I want you to find the the actual, um, the action of it. How do they perform it? I'm sorry, y'all. I pulled this one up. I didn't have time to uh, get it together in the spot I needed, so we might have to shift through it a little bit. Okay. What? Uh-huh. You
3: don't want to know
2: anyway. It's
3: not good. You got it? No, I already
2: know what they do. Okay. Hold on to what you know to you speak on
3: What should one expect at a Brit Malaw? Customarily, two candles are lit in the room where the ceremony is to take place as symbols of life and the presence of God. At one time, the lighted candles very probably were also intended to ward off possible demons that might try to harm the baby.
2: Yeah. Read off.
3: The Kvateran godmother takes the baby from the mother and brings it to the Kvater. The Kvater then enters with the child, and everyone stands and says, Baruch Haba, blessed be he who comes. This constitutes a welcome to both the infant and the prophet Elijah. The father of the infant then recites a prescribed reading indicating his acceptance of the responsibility for bringing his son into the covenant, the Brit, The Kavadur, or Mohel, places the baby on the special chair for Elijah, which has been prepared prior to the ceremony. The infant is then lifted from Elijah's chair and placed upon the knees of the Sandak, while all others remain standing. The Mohel recites the following blessings, Baruch Atai Adonai Elohimu Melech Haulam Asher kitshanu the V'thvanu Al-Hamalat. Just like one of the people. Blessed are you, Adonai, our God, ruler of the universe, who has sanctified us through your mitzvot and ordained circumcision. The mohel performs the circumcision in three steps. Mela, the cutting of the foreskin, Kriya, the removal of the underlying membrane, and Mitzah, drawing the blood from the wound. Mila is traditionally performed with a knife. Today, many mohalim use a special surgical clamp, which facilitates the operation. During the circumcision, the father recites the following blessing.
2: They don't get into it.
3: Doesn't go
2: all into it. You don't go into it like I say. it. All right, all right, Kyla, speak on it. How they do it? Basically, the rabbi, or
3: the malah, who we remember, Yes, has we go. Mouth on the baby's genitals and sucks. So I'll just read what I found. Oh, you found some? Mm-hmm. Read. So when a baby is circumcised, some ritual Jewish circumcisers, mohanim do a practice called I have no idea to pronounce that. Sorry. And that is when the mohel uses their mouth to suck.
2: They use a what?
3: The mohel uses their mouth Their mouth. Hold on. To suck.
2: They use a mouth to suck blood away.
3: From the baby's circumcision wound. From
2: the baby's Penis. So they basically give the baby his first BJ.
3: Part of the circumcision ritual. It says after that, some babies can get an infection.
2: No stuff. You putting your nasty, fucking salami breath, breath smelling on that boy penis. Freak monsters, man. Give me Revelations 3 and 9.
3: Revelation chapter 3, verse 9. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan.
2: Who are these people?
3: The synagogue of Satan.
2: Their synagogue is the chief house. That's what the word synagogue means. The chief house of who? Satan. Of Satan. The word Satan means adversary. Also known as the deceiver, also known as the devil. This is who these people are. It's in their nature.
3: Check this out. If infected, babies will need to be hospitalized for at least two weeks of intravenous medicine to fight the infection. Even with treatment, the infection could result in lifelong disability, and babies could even die from the infection.
2: Oh, my goodness. They basically give the baby an STD that he might not recover from. Freak monsters, man. Let's get Joe chapter 3, and let's start at verse 1. People always want to say we be taking scriptures out of context and making stuff up, man. We got the receipts over here on this side. This can't be, the book cannot be talking about anybody else but these people. This is in their nature, the whole sex, sex trafficking thing, the whole pedophilia thing, they've been doing this. Ooh, yeah. First one.
3: Job three and one. After this open Job. Job. I oh, think Job sorry. Uh Job three and one. Three. For behold, in those days and in that time when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem Now this
2: is the most high speaking. When he's saying he's going to take us out of our current captivity, read.
3: I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat.
2: The word Jehoshaphat means a valley of judgment or valley of decision. He says he's bringing all the nations to this place, and he's going to give make a judgment on all nations. Read.
3: And I will plead with them there for my people. For who? For my people. Is that all people? My people. I don't
2: know what book y'all are reading, man, thinking that Christ died for everybody and everybody is getting salvation. That is not so. The Most High says here he's going to plead with all nations for his people. So he's letting you know he has a people. His people being the Israelites, those so-called blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans that we know are scattered throughout the Western Hemisphere over here as well as throughout the four corners of the globe known as other names because the deuteronomy 28 tells us that we're going to be known by by words so those people read
3: and for my heritage israel mm-hmm. whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land
2: the most high got to beef with the nations so how the hell is he going to save the nations that don't even make sense the, that will contradict the bible read
3: and they have cast lots for my people This this
2: part we want to get to
3: why is he angry at the nations?
2: Read that part again. Um, and
3: they have cast lots for my people.
2: They've bidded on us. This is why the Most High is pissed at the nations. They've bidded on us. When you bid bidding on somebody, you're you're uh, buying them. Read. And I've
3: given a boy for a harlot. They
2: gave a boy
3: for a what?
2: A harlot. What's a harlot? A whore. That's a hoe. They i thought women with hoes. They're giving boys for a hoe. That's pedophilia, y'all. Ain't it?
0: That's
2: mm-hmm. exactly what it is. But who's doing this? The other nations. Led by who? The chief synagogue of Satan. Led by the small hats. They've been getting down with this. We read about the slave trade, y'all, and I'm interested. I might have to research that. But how much of this was actual sex trafficking, as well as the slave trade, making money off of humans as commodities? Read.
3: And sold a girl for wine.
2: And sold a girl for wine. What would you think that girl's going to be used for? Sex. Read.
3: That they might drink. Read. Yay. And what had you to do with me?
2: Oh, Tyree and Zidane. No. Oh, Tyree and Zidane talking about the Arabs and the Africans who conspired together to sell our people into the uh the sub Saharan slave trade. Read on.
3: And all the coast of Palestine. And
2: all the coasts of who?
3: Palestine.
2: Palestine, the 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 uh Palestinians. The the small hats as well as the Arabs, they played major roles. What was it, Pope Nicholas the, I forget which one it was. Nicholas the something, but he was the Pope. But he was very instrumental in the transatlantic slave trade. Read. Will you render me a
3: recompense? And if you recompense me swiftly and speedily, will I return your recompense upon your own head? The Most
2: High is asking the question, are you going to pay me back? You think you're going to pay me back? No, I'm going to pay you back. Read.
3: Because you have taken my silver and my gold and have carried into your temples. Carried them into what? Your temples.
2: So you wonder what be going on in their temples. We already found out from the article what they're doing in their temples. (laughs) Like I said before, man, the the uh, acts of sexual intercourse that they do is up to their deities. This is why they're into all the weird stuff. They're into the what was it? Two girls in the cup type of situations. They're into they're into the golden showers, the brown showers, the kitty porn, the kitty toy. They're into that all to worship and serve their deities. Why do you think Hollywood's so, so damn weird? And our people get involved in this message. I'll go back and watch that uh, series they did about Bill Cosby. He was getting down with it. Hell, his wife is, um, what's his name? Beard. Tom Hanks. His wife is Tom Hanks' cousin. Wow. Go research it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And you look at his wife, and Archaius said it correctly, his beard, because I strongly believe she's a sodomite.
3: And I've carried into your temple my goodly pleasant things.
2: Us. Read.
3: The children also of Judah and the children of Jerusalem.
2: So, see, when he says the children of Judah, he's talking about southern kingdom. And he says the children of Jerusalem, northern kingdom. Read.
3: Have ye sold unto the Grecians? To who? The Grecians.
2: And we already know that the Greeks were big freaks. They still are. They're still operating in, in in B.C. and the rest of the country and around the globe. Read.
3: That ye might remove them far from their border. Read on. Behold, I will raise them out of the place whether ye have sold them. So the most said, I'm going to raise
2: my people out of the places you sold them and sex trafficked them too. Read.
3: It will return your recompense upon your own head. And it's going to
2: come right back on you. I'm going to pay you back. Like I said, y'all, this sex trafficking stuff is alive and well. And it's unreported, but there are uh, so-called black women in the thousands that have been reported Missing. And they've been sex trafficked, y'all. The reason you don't hear about it is because they people don't care about us. People do not care about our people at all. Case in point, y'all been hearing about uh, our people, uh, the tribe, the nine and a half tribes that are crossing down at the Rio Grande and all those dangerous uh, crossings down into America. They've had... Several deaths here in the past couple of weeks that have not highly, uh, been highly publicized, but all that's been highly publicized is we have an immigration problem and we need to do something about these wetbacks and these spicks. But ain't nobody trying to do nothing about how they put these barriers up to deter our people from coming to this country. They're killing them. Ain't nobody talking about that, yet. The Supreme Court just ruled that those could be taken down. So. Oh, finally. Rakataya, how about But they they put those things up. But what are they doing for all the Chinese that are immig- uh, immigrating to America by way of uh, South and Central America? What are they doing about that? Ain't nobody. Yeah, I ain't heard about that. Have y'all? But there ain't, ain't no politician say, Oh, we got a Chinese problem. The people y'all claim to not like, and y'all went into a damn trade war. Matter of fact, y'all still uh, uh, y'all still got embargoes on China. But they can come over here and nobody say
3: nothing. Come over here and birthing centers in California to have their child kind of a U.S. citizen.
2: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But we got to fight for what they call it, DACA. The the Dreamers program, we got to fight for that. It's got to be a vote in Congress. But these other people can come over here and they just, they kids be American citizens. Once again, man, our people are so ignorant in this place to believe there's no injustices done to black and brown people, man. What damn world y'all living in? Y'all need to pull y'all head out. I'm going to keep it clean. Y'all fill in the blank. Bunch of sellout niggas, man. Um What was we at? Joel, right? Mm-hmm. Now let's get Joe. Let's get Joel chapter uh thirty. We're gonna start with verse one.
3: Job chapter thirty and verse one. But now they that are younger than I have me in derision.
2: So Job said these people that are younger than him have has him in derision. Read?
3: Whose fathers I would have the same to have set with the dogs of my flock.
2: And he said he would these people's forefathers, he wouldn't even let them mingle with his dogs. We don't find out why he said we wouldn't let these people Mingle with his dogs. Read.
3: Yea, whereto might the strength of their hand profit me in whom old age was punished?
2: He said, How am I going to benefit how am I going to benefit from these people? From these people's uh strength, from their knowledge, from their way of doing things. How how is that going to benefit me? Read.
3: For want and famine, they
2: were solitary. Now, listen to the description he gives on these people. He says, for want and famine, they were solitary, meaning they were isolated. Read.
3: Fleeing into the wilderness in former times, desolate and waste.
2: So these people lived in wastelands. Read.
3: Who cut up mallows by the bushes and juniper roots for their meat.
2: They lived off the land and scraps that they found. They were gatherers. Not... Not uh, farmers, but gatherers. They call them what? Hunter gatherers. Read.
3: They were driven
2: forth from among men. And these particular people were driven away from men because, like he said in verse 1, he didn't want them around his dogs because these people are so base. They'll do anything. They're lower than low. So they had to be driven from around mankind. Read?
3: They cried after them as after a thief.
2: <laughs> and they were chased out like they were thieves and nobody likes a thief. And these two lawyers back like thieves. But read on, read. To
3: dwell in the cliff of the valley. Boy,
2: he come on, he brings it on all home. So put the clues together. They they uh hunter gatherers, their base is hell, nobody wants them around. And then he says, Boom, he finally drops a bomb. Where they live at? They live in cliffs and valleys, read.
3: In caves of the earth.
2: In caves of the earth, read. And
3: in the rocks.
2: And they call themselves cavemen. Or they call themselves uh, cave dwellers. Also meaning triaglodytes. That's what a cave dweller is. We know them commonly by the name of Caucasians. Read
3: they were children of fools.
2: It says they were children of who? Fools. No, I'm sorry. You skip verse 7.
3: Oh. Among the bushes they braved. Under the metals they were gathered together.
2: Y'all well, get a chance, man. It's an old movie. It's an old movie. It's worth watching, though. I remember I watched it when I was a kid. It's a movie called The Quest for Fire. <laughs> it really goes into the nature of our red counterpart. That we loosely refer to as white. Read.
3: They were children of fools. Yay. Children of faith men.
2: Children of what kind of men? Faith men. Look up the word base, please. The lowest part
3: or edge of something.
2: The lowest part. So when it said they were base men, it said they're the lowest of all men. They're the lowest of all people. What else?
3: They were
2: viler than the earth. Viler than the earth. Now, what else do you have for base? So I'm reading this. This reminds me of what was that damn show they used to have on MTV where them two white boys was doing
1: all that uh, nasty, oh, crazy? Right
2: no, no, not them. It was it was a real real life white boy. Yeah, jackass. Yeah. They was doing all kind of vowel and bass stuff. And it was two white boys.
3: One of which is now a drug addict.
2: Oh, uh, one of them's a drug addict
3: now? Yeah, he's
2: pretty bad. What else you got for base? <clears throat>
3: Okay, so it's got low in place, mean, vile, worthless,
2: of
3: low station, without rank, dignity, or estimation among men.
2: No dignity among men.
3: um, Of mean spirit.
2: Mean spirit.
3: Disingenuous. Disingenuous.
2: You know, they make contracts with you and break them. They come in peace, but they'll stab you in the back. of fact, they stab you in the front.
3: Uh, Low... Without dignity or of sentiment. Read. I'm reading. Let me read the scripture.
2: now. Uh, go back to the scripture, verse 8. We're in Joel chapter 30, verse 8.
3: So they were children of fools. Yeah, children of base men. They were viler than the earth.
2: Viler than the earth. They're the lowest of the low. They're the scum of the earth. Nobody wants to be around these particular people. Come on, y'all. Put the clues together. There's only one group of people that fit the descriptions we read so far. Come on, man. Read.
3: And now am I their song. It's, yes. And now,
2: and this is Job speaking. He said, now I'm their what?
3: Now I am their song.
2: They make songs about me. Any, many, my, mo, Pick a nigga by his coat. Read. Yay! Yes.
3: I am their by word.
2: He says, no, I'm they by, by word. Now I'm the spick. Now I'm the uh, nigger. I'm the wetback. Now I'm the immigrant. The illegal alien. Migrant worker.
3: The savage.
2: The savage. Didn't the Most High tell us, Deuteronomy 28, we were going to be known by by words? <laughs> <Did> you <laughs> it's your uncles word, right? <laughs> Tell them what UDs mean.
3: Undesirable.
2: The undesirables. That's what we are now to them. Man, I lost my train of thought. Um, oh, yeah. People will say that ain't what it's talking about. They'll dispute, dispute, dispute. And I had to look this up, y'all. Y'all know that Job wrote this, the book of Job according to two sources I brought up, was wrote during the time of the Persian Mede Empire. The sources I looked up said that the book of Job was written roughly around 540 B.C., all way in between 540 B.C. until uh, the 600s B.C. So Job was uh, during the time of the Persian Mede uh, captivity, which meant that Job was privy to this, Let's get Obadiah. We're gonna start at verse ten. We're gonna read verse fifteen. We probably gonna read that much because I want to get into this topic. Uh, it's only got one chapter. Obadiah is always that book. People take a minute to get to. <laughs> All right, um, where we at? Yeah, right. We love reading it. We always take a minute to get there. Oh yeah. Are we at? Only
3: in verse one? Uh, no. Uh, start at verse ten.
2: Verse
3: ten. For thy violence against thy brother Jacob, shame shall come. Matter of
2: you. fact, hold on, hold on. Start at verse. Start at verse eight
3: verse 8, shall I not in that day, saith the Lord, even destroy the wise men out of Edom?
2: Now, Edom is the so-called white man. Y'all can see Genesis, the 25th chapter, and you find you find out his birth, and it also gives uh, distinct characteristics on who he is this day and age. Read on.
3: An understanding out of the mouth of Esau.
2: Right. Same people, Edom, Esau. Uh, Esau is the father of Edomites. Read.
3: And by mighty men, O Timon, shall be dismayed. Here
2: it is, Timon again. Now, Timon was a city of trade. A chief capital city of trade, Esau, uh, got uh, ownership of conquered, and he did a lot of trade at the city of Teman. Read. Shall
3: be dismayed to the end that every one of, of the mounts of Esau may be cut off by
2: slaughter. Cut off by what? Slaughter. This is what's going to happen to these two. This is what the Most High has prepared for these people. And we read verse 1, but it says the vision of Obadiah. Now, these things haven't happened yet. Read.
3: For thy violence against thy brother Jacob, shame shall cover thee.
2: Now, Jacob and Esau were twins. This is what he's talking about. Because of the violence you did to Jacob, this is why I'm mad at you. This is why I'm going to cut you off. This is why your people are going to be slaughtered. Your nation is going to be destroyed. Read.
3: And thou shalt be cut off forever.
2: Forever, ever. No more bow based disgusting people on the planet. Read.
3: In the days that thou stoodest on the other side, in the days that the stranger carried away captives his forces, and foreigners into entered into his gate and cast lots upon Jerusalem, even thou wast as one of them. Now
2: y'all can see Psalms chapter one thirty seven. I went over this tons of times, and you'll find out what it's talking about. But and let me just let you know what it's talking about, and y'all can go and get the proof. It's talking about when the Babylonians came and destroyed the first temple. Esau was with them, cheering them on, telling them to burn it, raise it it to the foundation of the ground. The point in going here is to prove that Job was privy to this information, and he was very familiar with the Edomites. He knew that the Edomites helped the Babylonians destroy the first temple. This is why he's saying the stuff about them that he's saying In the book of Job, chapter 30, (laughs) people act like, oh, is this this some vision he just pulled up out of his tail? No. He's speaking from experience, dealing with these people, and the knowledge of what happened. The knowledge of how they were with the Babylonians destroyed the first temple. Read.
3: But thou shouldest not have looked on the day of thy brother in the day that he became a stranger. Neither shouldest thou have rejoiced over the children of Judah in the day of their destruction. Neither shouldest thou have spoken proudly in the day of distress.
0: Now,
2: that's all I want to get from that. And y'all can go back and check the sources. So the um, Babylonian Empire came into power around 586 BC, and the Persian Medes came into power around 538 BC. And like I said, sources that i read said that the book of Job was written anywhere between 540 B.C. to 600 B.C. So he was very familiar with these people. In the book of Job, that that uh, Job chapter 30, he didn't just pull that out of out out the crack of his butt. All right, y'all, we're going to take a, a quick break, and we're going to dive into the class entitled Uh, Never Wax Tell, Feast of Lights, y'all, part five. So we'll be right back on the other side of this break. Alright, so we are back. Um, last week, we covered how all the drama started concerning um, concerning the Second Temple and how um, everything basically got started concerning the Maccabean Revolt. So, ooh, we got to read up. Let's get let's go to second Maccabees y'all chapter five uh start we're gonna read this whole chapter, second Maccabees chapters five, y'all,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and we're gonna start at verse one now, last week we covered how um. This cat, Jason, Oniasis, the high priest's brother, was uh, scheming to have the priesthood and had went so far as to offer money to get the priesthood um, from Antiochus. Uh, and also how uh, he had let Antiochus' father know about the money that was in the temple. And um, how he had sent Heliodorus to get to get the money, and uh failed uh, s- uh, miserably because he was beaten by angels, and uh, he didn't succeed in the task to have um, Antiochus the fourth um, come and eventually get hope to that money. So that's how everything started. And as, as a matter of fact, did we go over that last week? I think it's in this chapter. Yeah, it's in this chapter. Let's just read.
3: Second Maccabees, chapter 5, verse 1. About the same time Antiochus prepared his second voyage into Egypt, and then it happened that through all the city, for the space almost of 40 days,
2: one second Maccabees, chapter 5.
3: there were seen horsemen running in the air in cloth of gold, and armed with lances like a band of soldiers, and troops of horsemen in array, encountering and running one against another, with shaking of shields, and multitude of pipes, and drawing of swords, and casting of darts, and glittering of golden ornaments, and harness of all sorts. Mm-hmm. Wherefore, every man prayed that that apparition might turn to good.
2: Now, we, were, we already went over this a couple classes ago about before things happen in the, man, uh, the realm of men, it happens in the spiritual world, and that's what it's describing here. Verse 5.
3: Now, when there was gone forth a false rumor as though Antiochus had been dead, Jason took at the least a thousand men and suddenly made an assault upon the city.
0: Now,
2: this is, this is what I was alluding to. This cat, Jason, this is the same cat that went to the king and asked for permission to build a gymnasium. And it's the same cat that instructed other Israelites to uncircumcise themselves when they was working out in the gym naked and sacrificing to Hercules, which is basically modern-day bodybuilding. Because the sacrifice of Hercules or the uh, worship of Hercules is all about the body. Hercules is a, a deity, and his statue was him of one uh, butt naked with a bunch of muscles, and I believe he carried like a, a club or something that he had on. It. But the way you worship him was you had to get naked and work out. And what is that? But bodybuilding. So Jason implemented all of this as well as what, he, what he's orchestrated right here in verse 5. Read this again.
3: Now when there was gone forth a false rumor as though Antiochus had been dead, Jason took at the least a thousand men and suddenly made an assault upon the city. And they that were upon the walls being put back and the city at length taken, Menelaus fled into the castle. But Jason slew his own citizens without mercy, not considering that to get the day of them of his own nation would be a most unhappy day for him, but thinking they had been his enemies and not his countrymen whom he conquered. Now,
2: once again, y'all, Jason is an Israelite. He was killing his own people. He heard got word that Antiochus was dead, and he was such a bootlicker, it upset him to where he took his frustrations out on his own people. Read.
3: Howbeit, for all this, he obtained not the principality, but at the last received shame for the reward of his treason and fled again into the country of the Ammonites.
2: So he, go ahead.
3: In the end, therefore, he had an unhappy return, being accused before a the king of the Arabians, fleeing from city to city, pursued of all men, hated as a forsaker of the laws, and being had an abomination as an open enemy of his country and countrymen, he was cast out into Egypt.
2: And that, that served him right. This, this was the most harsh punishment. His, and we might uh, use this term, this day and age, where we say, man, your ghetto pass is revoked. What does that mean? You can't come around black people no more. You ain't even black no more. Black people hate you. This is what happened to him. Read. Really?
3: Thus, he that had driven many out of their country perished in a strange land, retiring to the Lacedaemonians, and thinking... Now,
2: the Lacedaemonians are also known as the Spartans, and they were Israelites, y'all. We gonna, We might touch on that in a later class. Read on.
3: And thinking there to find succor by reason of his kindred.
2: By reason of his what? Kindred. You see this? Kinfolks. Lacedaemonians, Israelites, same people. Kinfolks. Read. Now, now, even though... They were uh calling themselves Greek, but remember this was during the Hellenization time. Most most Israelites was, shame to say. Read.
3: Verse ten, and he that had cast out many unburied had none, nor any solemn funerals at all, nor sepulchre with his fathers.
2: He was buried unmarked grave. Good, bastard. Read on.
3: Now when this that was done came to the king's ear, He thought that Judea had revolted.
2: So when Antiochus epiphany, which is the fourth, when he heard this, he thought that all the Israelites were revolting because it was such a commotion. Read.
3: Whereupon, removing out of Egypt in a serious mind, he took the city by force of arms
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
3: and commanded his men of war not to spare (laughs) such as they met and to slay such as went up upon the houses.
2: Now, remember in verse 1, Antiochus was preparing to go into Egypt anyway because what was going on was you had the St. Lucius dynasty, which Antiochus Epiphanes was part of, fighting against the Ptolemaic dynasty. And uh, Antiochus was trying to take control of Egypt. And this is why later on we're going to read the Romans, ended up protecting the Israelites because they already had beef with the Seleucid dynasty for trying to take over Egypt because Egypt during this time was Rome's breadbasket. It's where they got all their food and stuff from. Read.
3: There was killing of young and old, making away of men, women, and children, slaying of virgins and infants.
2: And this is what Ancios, the Greeks, did to the Israelites. They was killing black and brown people, babies and infants. Read.
3: And there were destroyed within the space of three whole days, four score thousand, whereof 40,000 were slain in the conflict.
2: Now, it was a total, I believe, of 80,000 people where it says 40,000 were slain. So, and then it says, uh, read on.
3: And no fewer sold than slain.
2: So I guess 40,000 were sold into slavery. Read.
3: Yet was he not content with this, but presumed to go into the most holy temple of all the world.
2: Meaning him killing all them people was not enough for him. So he had to go into the temple. Read.
3: Menelaus, that traitor to the law and to his own country being his guide. Now
2: remember, we read about Menelaus early in this chapter up in verse 5. He was a sellout nigga, too, that was with Jason. Read.
3: And taking the holy vessels with polluted hands and with profane hands, pulling down the things that were dedicated by other kings to the augmentation and glory and honor of the place, he gave them away.
2: Now, remember, we covered this last week that you had other kings, such as Ptolemy, come to Jerusalem and give treasures to the temple. Remember, Alexander gave treasures to the temple. They were aware of the Most High and respected the Most High. That's why they didn't mess with the temple. Read.
3: And so hot he was Antiochus in mind that he considered not that the Lord was angry for a while for the sins of them that dwelt in the city, and therefore his eye was not upon the place.
2: Now, the reason they saying this it says that Antiochus was uh, haughty in his mind. It says that he considered not that the Lord was angry. So Antiochus thought that this was all his doing. He did not never once stopped and thought that you know what the Most High is allowing me to do this because these people are in error. These people are in sin right now. Cause y'all remember last week we covered Hylodorus and Hylodorus was sent by Antiochus' father. To go in and get the treasure that was in the temple, but what happened to him? Angels beat his ass. So why why no angels intervening right here? It's because we had sold out so much doing what the other nations did and were heavy into idolatry. The Most High allowed Antiochus Epiphanes to come in and smash us. Read
3: verse eighteen. For had they not been formally wrapped in many sins, this man, as soon as he had come, had forthwith been scourged and put back from his presumption.
2: Told you. Read.
3: As Heliodorus was.
2: Like they did, the angels did Heliodorus. Read.
3: Whom Seleucus the king sent to view the treasures. Read on. Nevertheless, God did not choose the people for the place's sake, but the place for the people's sake. And therefore, the place itself that was partaker with them of the adversity that happened to the nation did afterward communicate in the benefit sent from the Lord. And it was forsaken in the wrath of the Almighty. So again, the great Lord being reconciled, it was set up with all glory. So when Antiochus had carried out of the temple a 1,800 talents, he departed in all haste
2: up? All right.
3: unto Antiochia,
2: Let's see how much money that is.
3: in his pride, eight
2: hundred talents. Go ahead.
3: into his, in his pride to make the land navigable and the sea passable by foot. Such was the haughtiness of his mind. And he left governors to vex the nation at Jerusalem.
2: So he left people in charge of us. Read.
3: Philip, for his country, a Phrygian, and for manners more barbarous than he that set him there. And at Gerizim, Andronicus, and besides Menelaus, who worse than all the rest, they are in heavy hand over the citizens, having...
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who was the worst? Out of all the people they named, who was the worst that he left in charge? Menelaus. Menelaus, who was what? Who was worse. No, no, no. He was an Israelite. This is the same dude we read about in verse 5, and he's in verse 15. It's the same dude, but it says that he was worse than these other nations. So, And you, you get it this day and age where you have what Ice Cube said back in the day when he made this song, F the Police. Black police showing off for the white one. Mm-hmm. You will have us in positions of authority, and we'll be harder on our people than another nation, man. This is nothing new. Read.
3: Menelaus, who was worse than all the rest, bearing heavy hand over the citizens, having a malicious mind against his countrymen, the Jews.
2: Malicious mind against his own people. Read.
3: He sent also that detestable ringleader Apollonius with an army of two and 20,000 commanding him to slay all those that were in their best age and to sell the women and the younger sort, who coming to Jerusalem and pretending peace did forbear till the holy day of the Sabbath. When taking the Jews, keeping holy day, he commanded his men to arm themselves. And so he slew all them that were gone to the celebrating of the Sabbath, and running through the city with weapons, slew great multitudes.
2: No, he killed all these Israelites because they wouldn't fight on the Sabbath. We don't get into that, read.
3: But Judas Maccabeus, with nine others, no, and
2: were... enters Judas Maccabees. But we got we got to cover some other stuff before we can get to him. But we don't touch on them right here, read.
3: Or thereabout, withdrew himself into the wilderness and lived in the mountains after the manner of beasts, with his company, who fed on herbs continually, lest they should be partakers of the pollution.
2: So this was with a, a band of Israelites went into the mountains and they basically, or the wilderness, and they basically lived off the land. Now let's let's go. Let's, Let's go to First Maccabees, chapter 2. Like I said, y'all, we got to get some background information. Did you find how much money there was,
3: Archive? I'm still working on it. Let me just
2: All right, we go to First Maccabees, chapter 2. And start at verse 1.
3: In those days arose Mattathias, the son of John, the son of Simeon, a priest of the sons of Joarib from Jerusalem and dwelt in Modin.
2: All right. So, it's talking about Manathias, and it gives his lineage. Now, we're going to uh, couple that with First Chronicles 24 and verse 1. And I need to see if I have this on
0: here. Is it on my...
2: Ah, oh,
0: man. I hope it Let me see...
2: Hold on, I need to look for an article. I got it. Let me stop tripping. All right, where you at, Pastor? First Chronicles chapter twenty.
3: First Chronicles chapter twenty-four, verse one.
2: Uh, yeah.
3: Now these are the divisions.
0: How anyway? Yeah,
2: we're gonna read. Uh, yeah, verse 1. Oh, verse, oh.
3: Now these are the divisions of the sons of Aaron. The sons of Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. But Nadab and Abihu died before their father.
2: Now these are the sons of Aaron. This is Aaron's priestly lineage. lineage.
0: Read on.
3: And had no children. Mm-hmm. Therefore, Eleazar and Ithamar executed the priest's office. And David distributed them both Zadok of the sons of Eleazar and Ahimelech of the sons of Ithamar according to their offices in their service.
2: So these were these the priests that David set up during his reign. Read.
3: And there were more chief men found of the sons of Eleazar than of the sons of Ithamar. And thus were they divided. Among the sons of Eleazar there were sixteen chief men of the house of their fathers, and eight among the sons of Ithamar according to the house of their fathers.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Thus were they divided by lot, one sort with another, for the governors of the sanctuary and governors of the house of God were of the sons of Eleazar and of the sons of Ithamar.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And Shemaiah the son of Nethaniah. The scribe, one of the Levites, wrote them before the king and princes, and Zadok the priest and Ahimelech the son of Eleazar before the chief of the fathers of the priests and Levites, one principal household being taken for Eleazar and one taken for Ithamar.
2: Now, verse 7 is the verse we want to key in on, y'all. I just wanted to read up to get some um, background information. Read.
3: Now the first lot came forth to Jehorib, the second to Jedidiah.
2: Now hold this and read First uh, Maccabees chapter two and verse one again.
3: First Maccabees chapter two and verse one. In those days arose Mattathias, the son of John the son of
2: Simeon, the priest of the son of
3: Jorib.
2: The priest of the son of who? Jorib. And that's the Job we just read about in First Chronicles chapter 24 and verse 7. This is the lineage that uh, Matthias, Maccabees came from, y'all. I hope y'all see that. So he was a priest. All right, Kai, I want you to read this right here. Um... Uh, just the first paragraph. Can you tell them where you're reading from.
3: This is the JewishEncyclopedia.com. And you want me to read where just the first paragraph? Mm-hmm. The originator of the Maccabean Rebellion. His. Sorry. The originator of the Maccabean Rebellion. His genealogy is given as follows in the first book of Maccabees, the most authentic source. Mattathias, the son of John, the son of Simeon, a priest of the son of Joerib, from Jerusalem, and he dwelt at Modin. Josephus traces the genealogy back for one generation further, mentioning Hasmoneus after Simon. But if Hasmoneus should not be considered Mattathias' his great-grandfather, but merely as a distant ancestor of the whole house,
2: this, and this is where we get the term Hasmonean dynasty from, y'all. Keep that in mind. We gonna cover the Hasmonean dynasty, but it's letting you know where the name came from. So it came from an ancestor of his, and not necessarily a close, uh, a close relative and ancestor. Really?
3: Since only so is it comprehensible why both Greek and rabbinical sources of the following period call the whole house that of the Hasmoneans. The fact, moreover, that the names John and Simeon reoccur in the family in the very next generation after Mattathias, which the name Hasmonius is not found in historic times, is a proof that the first bearer of this name belonged to antiquity.
2: Do that, it? And that- uh, name is actually Simon, and that's where Simon Maccabees got his name from. One is from his ancestors. So let's go. Uh, let's get to Josephus now, page three twenty four, which would be book twelve, paragraph one. Page three twenty four. You got the blue book, y'all. Is that right?
0: Um.
2: Paragraph
0: 1.
3: Chapter six. Hmm? Chapter
0: 6, Paragraph 1? Yes, yeah,
3: Okay. Chapter 6. How upon Antiochus' prohibition to the Jews to make use of the laws of their country, Mattathias, the son of Asmonius, alone despised the king and overcame the generals of Antiochus' army, as also concerning the death of Mattathias and the succession of Judas. Now at this time, there was one whose name was Mattathias, who dwelt at Modin, the son of John, the son of Simeon, the son of Asmonius, a priest of the order of Joarib, and a citizen of Jerusalem.
2: You just read all of that. Read.
3: He had five sons, John, who was called Gaddis and Simon, who was called Mathis, and Judas, who was called Maccabeus, and Eleazar, who was called Aron, and Jonathan, who was called Aphus. Now this, Mattathias, lamented to his children the sad state of their affairs and the ravage made in the city and the plundering of the temple and the, the calamities the multitude were under. He told them that it was better for them to die for the loss of their country than to live so ingloriously as they then did.
2: So they weren't down with Hellenization. They stood firm in the beliefs of the Most High and them knowing that they're Israelites.
3: But when those that were appointed by the king were come to Modin, that they might compel the Jews to do what they were commanded, and to enjoin those that were there to offer sacrifice, as the king had commanded, they desired that Mattathias, a person of the greatest character among them, both on other accounts and particularly on account of such a numerous and so deserving a family of children, would begin the sacrifice.
2: So they wanted him to do it because he was a man of prestige. He was known among the people. The people looked, looked up to him highly. He was highly respected, him and his family. So they went after him because he was influential. Read.
3: Because his fellow citizens would follow his example and because such a procedure would make him honored by the king. But Mattathias said that he would not do it and that if all the other nations would obey the commands of Antiochus, either out of fear or to please him, yet would not he nor his sons lead the religious worship of their country.
2: He said, I don't care if the other nations are doing it. <laughs> it's one of them Joshua moments. As for me and my house, mm-hmm. we shall serve the Lord. Read.
3: But as soon as he had ended his speech, there came one of the Jews into the midst of them and sacrificed as Antiochus had commanded, at which Mattathias had great indignation and ran, up, ran upon him violently with his sons, who had swords with them, and slew both the, sacri- the man himself that sacrificed and Apelles, the king's general, who compelled them to sacrifice with a few of his soldiers.
2: So he was rolling deep with his sons. He was armed and his sons was armed. Now, in, in the uh, book of the Maccabees, it don't tell us, it just tells us that Mattathias was rolling, and he rolled up on the Israelite. But we find out here in the Josephus, it was him and his sons, and a couple of people got murked. A couple of soldiers got murked. Read. Really?
3: He also overthrew the idol altar and cried out, Is, said he, anyone else, anyone be zealous for the laws of his country and for the worship of God, let him follow me.
2: He said, Man, if anybody wants to keep serving the most high, roll with me right now. Now check clip off of this, read.
3: And when he had said this, he made haste into the desert with his sons and left all his substance in the village. What did he do? He left. He left everything
2: he owned. Him and his sons. So and it don't mention his him having a wife or a son, it don't mention none of that. But they left. Everything they own. Now remember what the scripture says, the things that are written the four times mm-hmm. are written for our learning, man. This is gonna happen again. Get 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 your mind right. We need to get our minds right. Now remember, our our nation was on the break of annihilation. They were wiping us out. They talking about genocide. This was genocide right here. Read.
3: Many others did the same also and fled with their children and wives into the desert and dwelt in caves. But when the king's generals heard this, they took all the forces they had, excuse me, they took all the forces they then had in the citadel at Jerusalem and pursued the Jews into the desert. And when they had overtaken them, they, in the first place, endeavored to persuade them to repent and to choose what was most for their advantage and not put them to the necessity of using them according to the law of war. But when they would not comply with their persuasions, but continue to be of a different mind.
2: They, they wasn't going to do what the king had said. They were not going to fall into idolatry.
3: They fought against them on the Sabbath day. They did what? They fought against them on the Sabbath day.
2: Because remember what we just read in Second Maccabees, what happened with the brothers? They wouldn't fight on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. You know, the scripture talk about, talks about being overly righteous. That's a good example of being overly righteous. You got brothers now won't do nothing on the Sabbath. And I ain't got nothing against you, brothers, but some things you talking about not doing on the Sabbath. It's just not practical. Three.
3: And they burnt them as they were in the caves without resistance and without so much as stopping up the entrances of the cave. And they avoided to defend themselves on that day because they were not willing to break in upon the honor they owed the Sabbath. even And, in
2: it, and it's talking about those brothers and the mistake that they made because they wouldn't fight, they got murked.
3: Even in such distresses, for our law required that we rest upon that day. There were about a thousand with their wives and children who were smothered and died in these caves. But many of those that escaped joined themselves to Mattathias and appointed him to be their ruler, who taught them to fight even on the Sabbath day, and told even on what? Even on the Sabbath day.
2: Even on the Sabbath day. Why? Why would he? Why would he instruct these brothers to fight on the Sabbath day when it's the day of rest? Because of the circumstances. Because it was needed. This is practical. No, we're supposed to do nothing on the Sabbath. But look at the situation we're in. Our nation is on the break of annihilation. We get wiped out with being exterminated. If we don't fight for our people, there will be no more Israel. There will be no more legacy. His brother understood this. Read.
3: And told them that unless they would do so, they would become their own enemies by observing the law.
2: They Read that part again.
3: And told them that unless they would do so They would become their own enemies by observing the law
2: so rigorously. He was saying that they were their own worst enemy because they wanted to be what? Super religious. Read.
3: While their adversaries would still assault them on this day.
2: Because they don't respect the Sabbath. Just because you do. Read.
3: And they would not then defend themselves and that nothing could then hinder but they must all perish without fighting, persuaded them. And this rule continues among us to this day, that if there be a necessity... If we, there be a what? A necessity. If
2: there be a need, read.
3: We may fight on Sabbath days.
2: <laughs> you can fight on the Sabbath. <laughs> if there be a need, you can take care of your need on the Sabbath. We you know.
3: So Mattathias got a great army about him and overthrew their idol altars and slew those that broke the laws, even all that he could get under his power.
2: Now, I hope you all are paying attention to that part. He said Mattathias was killing Israelites that was committing idolatry. So Mattathias and the Maccabees was killing Greek soldiers, and killing Israelite sellouts. It was a war on all fronts. Read.
3: For many of them were dispersed among the nations round about for fear of him. He also commanded that those boys.
2: So he had, he had Israelite sellout niggas that ran and hid amongst the other nations because they were terrified of him. Read.
3: He also commanded that those boys who were not yet circumcised should be circumcised now.
2: He was putting things back in order. Read.
3: And he drove those away that were appointed to hinder such their circumcision.
2: That's the end of that?
3: That's
2: the end of the All right, cool. Uh, go to... Man, because we ain't got much time. Let's go back to the Bible on the Apocrypha. uh Chapter 2. First Macbeth, Chapter 2. Man... Michelle, but how long over will they let us go? Text me or just time in. That's the 90-second mark right there. Go ahead and read. 2 verse 1. Yep.
3: In those days arose Matthias, the son of John, the son of Phineas, a priest of the sons of Jorib, from Jerusalem. And dwelt in Maldine and he had five sons Joannan called Caddis Simon called Hi. Judas who was called Maccabees
1: Eleazar
3: called Averon and Jonathan whose surname was Athos
2: all right guys that's the 60 second mark but we're gonna go on a little bit to like um shut us down go ahead
3: and when he saw the blasphemes, That were committed in judah and jerusalem he said woe is me wherefore was i born to see this misery of my people and of the holy city and to dwell there when it was delivered into the hand of the enemy and the sanctuary into the hand of strangers her temple temple is to come as a man without glory her glorious vessels are carried away into captivity her infants are slain in the streets, her young men with the sword of the enemy. What nation hath not had a part in her kingdom and gotten her spoils? All of her ornaments are taken away. Of a free woman, she has become a bond slave. And behold, our sanctuary, even our beauty and our glory, is laid waste, and the Gentiles have profaned it. The who? The Gentiles have profaned it.
2: But I thought the Gentiles were going to be saved. <laughs> I thought it was no difference between Jew and Gentile. See, you Old Testament-only people, y'all don't have a clue, man. Read.
3: To what I'm end, sorry,
2: New Testament people don't have a clue. Read.
3: To what end, therefore, shall we live any longer? Then Matthias and his sons rent their clothes and put on sackcloth and mourned very sore. In the mean, while the king's officers such as compelled the people to revolt, came into the city of Modin to make some sacrifice. And when many of Israel came unto them, Mattathias also and his sons came together. Then answered the king's officers and said to Mattathias, on, on this wise, Thou art a ruler and an honorable and great man in this city, and strengthened with sons and brethren. Now therefore come thou first and fulfill the king's commandment, like as all the heathen have done, Yea, and all the men of Judah also, and such as reign, remain at Jerusalem. So shalt thou and thy house be in the number of the king's friends. And thou and thy children shall be honored with silver and gold and many rewards. Then Mattathias answered and spake with a loud voice. Though all the nations that are under the king's dominion obey him, I fall away in one and fall away everyone from the religion of their fathers and give consent to his commandments. Yet will I and my sons and my brethren walk in the covenant of our fathers. God forbid that we shall forsake the law and ordinances.
2: Can somebody say we need a hero? <laughs>
3: this
2: is what this brother became, man.
3: Read. Really? We will not hearken to the king's word to go from our religion, either on the right hand or the left. Now when he had left speaking these words, there came one of the Jews in the sight of all to sacrifice on the altar, which was at Modin, according to the king's commandment.
2: Now what was the sacrifice? First of all, remember, Antiochus put this statue up of Zeus in the uh, temple and
3: was worshiping swine's flesh on the altar. Read. Which thing when Matthias saw, he was inflamed with zeal. And as rain trembled, neither could he forbear to show his anger according to judgment. Wherefore he ran and slew him upon the altar.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And the king's commissioner who compelled men to sacrifice, he killed at that time. And the altar he pulled down. Thus dealt he zealously for the law of God, like that city did unto Zambri, the son of Solomon.
2: Now, why did he do this? Read 26 again. Thus, he zealously
3: for the law of God. He did it to make a name
2: for himself. For the law of God. He did it to stand out amongst other Israelites. He did it for the law of God, man. He wasn't trying to make a name for himself. I know I joked and said we need a hero. He wasn't necessarily trying to be a hero. He was just doing the right thing for the laws of the most high. No ulterior motives. This bro- this brother was genuine. He was sincere.
3: Read. And Matthias cried throughout the city with a loud voice saying, Whosoever is zealous of the law and maintaineth the covenant, let him follow me. So he and his son fled into the mountains and left all that ever they had in the city. Then many that sought after justice and judgment went down into the wilderness uh, to dwell there, both they and their children, <clears throat> excuse me, and their wives and their cattle, because afflictions increased sore upon them. Now, now when it was told the king's servants and the host that was at Jerusalem in the city of David that certain men who had broken the king's commandment were gone down into the secret places in the wilderness. They pursued after them a great number, and having overtaken them, they camped against them and made war against them on the Sabbath day. And they said unto them, Let that which ye have done hitherto suffice. Come forth and do according to the commandment of the king, and ye shall live. But they said, We will not come forth, neither will we do the king's commandment to profane the Sabbath day. So then they gave them the battle with all speed. Howbeit, they answered them not, neither cast they a stone at them, nor stopped the places where they lay hid. They didn't fight. Read. But said, let us die all in our innocency. Heaven and earth shall testify for us that ye put us to death wrongfully.
2: So they just died.
3: Read. So they rose up against them in battle on the Sabbath, and they slew them with their wives and children and their cattle to the number of a thousand people.
2: Damn, how treacherous was they? They didn't even take the cattle for a spoil. They killed the cattle. Read.
3: Now when Matthias and his friends understood hereof, they mourned for them right sore.
2: So Menethias heard what happened.
3: Read. And one of them said to another, If we all do as our brethren have done, and fight not for our lives, and laws against the heathen, they will now quickly root us out of the earth.
2: So what they understood was, what good does it do not to fight on the Sabbath? Because not fighting on the Sabbath, you you ain't going to have no Sabbath then. (laughs) I mean, if if the Sabbath's worth fighting for, then let's fight on the Sabbath so we can keep having the Sabbath.
3: They understood this. Read. At that time, therefore, they decreed, saying, Whosoever shall come to make battle with us on the Sabbath day, we will fight against him. Neither will we die all as our brethren that were murdered in the secret places. Then came there unto him a company of Assyrians who no, were mighty men
2: of Israel. I alluded to this earlier. Uh, this is where uh, the modern day, the small head get this Hasidian. Well, how do, how do you pronounce it? Assyric. Hasidic? This is where they get the name from. It, yeah, that's it. It's from the Assyrians. And these Assyrians... Will later, be, some of them would later become Pharisees. Read.
3: Even all such as were voluntarily devoted unto the law. Where you at? 42. 42. Read
2: 42 again.
3: Then came there unto him a company of Assyrians who were mighty men of Israel. Even all such as were voluntarily devoted unto the law.
2: Now, the Assyrians was bad, y'all. They didn't
3: play around. They were anti-assimilation. Read. Also all they that fled for persecution joined themselves unto them and were a stay unto them. So they joined their forces and smote sinful men in their anger and wicked men in their wrath. But the rest fled to the heathen for succor.
2: Just like you said in the Josephus, read.
3: Then Matthias and his friends went round about and pulled down the altar. And what children so... Now, added,
2: hold on, I want to say this. In verse... 42, it says, but the rest fled to the heathen for succour or uh, for comfort or relief. Now, these people, these brothers are the brothers that you read about in the New Testament, y'all. They're ancestors. their are offsprings. This is why when you read in the New Testament, mm-hmm. Timothy wasn't circumcised. And there was a beef about it. There was a whole bunch of uh, Israelites that weren't circumcised. You read about it a couple times in the book of Acts, and this is why. But I hope y'all understand, if you don't have this piece of the Bible, by the time you get to the New Testament, you'll be thinking, yeah, it's talking about regular Gentiles. No, it wasn't. It was talking about those Israelites who grew up uncircumcised like the rest of the nations did, those Gentiles. Read on.
3: The Metathias and his friends went roundabout and pulled down the altars. And what children soever they found within the coast of Israel uncircumcised, those they circumcised valiantly. They pursued also after the proud men and the work prospered in their land.
2: In their hands.
3: In their hands, excuse me. So they recovered the law out of the hands of the Gentiles and out of the hand of kings. Neither suffered they the sinner to triumph.
2: Verse 48. Read that again. So they recovered the law out of the hand of the Gentiles. So what does this mean? That the Gentile nations had our our scrolls. (laughs) They had our ancient records known as what? The Bible. We had to recover our written records out of their hands. I hope y'all are seeing this. It tells us in the same book, we don't get it tonight, but that, that the Gentiles painted themselves as us. This is why when you trace history, mm-hmm. a lot of times your research be so expensive because they be lying about who they are, who we are, who other nations are. Read.
3: And out of the hand of kings, neither suffered they the center of triumph.
2: And the kings, all they, uh, emperors or kings or presidents, they know our records. They know who we are. We.
3: Now when the time drew near that Matthias should die, he said unto his sons, Now hath pride and rebuke gotten strength, and the time of destruction and the wrath of indignation.
2: Man, listen to the instructions he's given And Read.
3: Now therefore, my sons, be ye zealous for the law, and give your lives for the covenant of your fathers. Call to remembrance what acts our fathers did in their time so shall you receive great honor and an everlasting name.
2: Now, hold this. We got to get this, man. This one just hit me. Um, I think this might be our last one, too. We're going to wrap it up. Bear with me, y'all. I'm looking for it. Let's get Ecclesiastes chapter 30. And start verse 1. And this is just going right along with what Messiah is instructing his sons to do. Trip off of this, y'all. Read.
3: He that loveth his son causeth him off to feel the rod.
2: Causes him off to get corrected. Read.
3: That he may have joy of him in the end.
2: You know, just like your mom and dad used to tell you back in the day. It's going to hurt me more than it hurt you because we're trying to have joy out of our children and knowing that what? They've been instructed on how to do the right thing. Read.
3: He that chastises his son shall have joy in him and shall rejoice of him among his acquaintance.
2: So correction is very important. Now let's find out why. Read.
3: He that teacheth his son grieveth the enemy.
2: And not just the correction, but the toolish of our children is very important. It says when you teach your son, you grieve your enemy. And we're going to get into the rest of it about how Matthias' boys terrorized the Greeks. They gave them hell, all under the instructions of their father. They came from good stock, and the brother Matthias did a hell of a job raising those boys. Let's give a round of applause from uh, the man. <laughs> Read it again from the top. Which Verse three.
3: He that teacheth his son grieveth the enemy, and before his friends he shall rejoice of him. Read. Though his father died.
2: And Matthias did eventually die. We're reading that, read.
3: Yet he is as though he were not dead.
2: It is like he still lives on. Or lived on. Why? Because why, read?
3: For he hath left one behind him that is like himself.
2: All his boys, man, were valiant. They was about their life, man. They was G's. Read.
3: While he lived. He saw and rejoiced in him, and when he died, he was not sorrowful.
2: Man, this is why he was able to go in peace, because he saw that the work he put in in his children worked. It was beneficial. He didn't have to be sitting up on his deathbed wondering like, man, I know this one, hate the other one, and it's going to be some beef when I'm done, and them niggas going to be fighting at my funeral, and they going to be trying to see who gets what, And you know what? They ain't going to stick together. He ain't have to worry about none of that because he observed them while he was living that they was good sons because he put the work in, y'all. That's the same thing we got to do. We got to put the work in. So we ain't got to be sitting up being sorrowful. oh, I don't know. When I'm gone, I don't know what that child's going to do when I'm gone. Man, that child cannot function on their own. Man, that's Man, I hope I live a long time, but I gotta be here, waiting hand and foot, because I know this child can't do nothing for themselves. Let's go so back, least. Oh, by the way, uh, NPO should shifts the
3: equivalent of about two point five million dollars. Damn,
2: he took two point five million dollars out of the temple. And remember what uh, Onias said He said that that money Was for the fatherless And the widows So we took care of our people man Wow We was rich man Where was we at First first Magabee Chapter 2 right Who was reading Come on I'm embarrassed Yeah I want to go back To First Magabee chapter 2 You got it? I'm
3: in it, but I don't know.
2: Who was reading? I
3: can read. Oh, what, what verse would you like
2: from chapter 2? I forgot where
3: we was at. Oh, I know I did. I know I did.
2: We're in verse uh, 50. Read that. 1st Matthew chapter 2, verse 50. Now, go ahead.
3: <clears throat> now, therefore, my son, be ye zealous of the law and give your life for the covenant of your father called to remembrance what acts our fathers did in their time, so shall he receive great honor and an everlasting name. Was not Abraham found faithful in temptation, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness? Joseph, in the name of his distress, kept the commandment. In the commandment. time
2: of his distress.
3: Joseph, in the time of his distress, kept the commandment and was made Lord of Egypt.
2: So he's he's saying, man, look at, all the distress and all the drama our fathers had to go through, but it turned out well for them in the end. Read.
3: Phenis, our father, in being zealous and fervent, obtained the covenant of an everlasting priesthood. Jesus, for fulfilling the word, was made a judge in Israel.
2: It's talking about Joshua, y'all. Read.
3: Caleb, for bearing witness before the congregation, received the heritage of the land. David, for being merciful, possessed the throne of an everlasting kingdom. Elias, for being zealous and fervent to the law, was taken up into heaven.
2: Somebody, uh Elijah? I'm sorry, not Elijah. Yeah, yes. it wasn't Elijah. Yeah, it was Elijah. It was yes.
3: And Ananias, Azarias, and Masael, by believing, were saved out of the flame.
2: Also known as Shereh, Meshach, and Abednego. Read.
3: Daniel, for his innocency, from the mouth of lions, and thus consider ye throughout all ages that none that put their trust in him shall be overcome.
0: So
2: things always look grim, always, but the Most High always saves us in the end. Read.
3: Fear not in the words of a sinful man, for his glory shall be dumb and worms. Today he shall be lifted up, and tomorrow he shall not be found, because he is returned into his dust and his thought is come to nothing. Wherefore, ye, my sons, be valiant, and show yourselves men in the behalf of the law, for by it shall ye obtain glory. And behold, I know that your brother Simon is a man of counsel.
2: So Simon is the counselor. Read.
3: Give ear unto him always. He shall be a father unto you.
2: Now yes. watch this. Read.
3: As for Judas Maccabeus, Macavius. he has been mighty and strong, even from his youth up.
2: He was known to be mighty and strong since he was a kid. Reed,
3: let him be your captain. Let
2: him be your captain, Reed. The battle of the people. Now listen, this goes right hand in hand with uh, what is it? First Corinthians, chapter twelve, when it talks about the different uh, works of the body. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't do everything. We need co- a collective because no one person is good at everything. This is what dad is saying. He's, he's putting them in order. Simon is going to be your counselor. Oh, Mac, that dude's a fighter. He's going to be our general. Read.
3: And fight the battle of the people. Take also unto you all those that observe the law, and avenge ye the wrong of your people. Recompense fully the heathen. And what?
2: He's Recompense means to pay back. Pay back the heathen. Did he say give salvation to the heathen? <laughs> I'm,
3: I'm going to beat this dead horse. Read. Really? Recompense is the heathen and take heed to the commandments of the law. So he blessed them and was gathered to his fathers. And he died in the hundred forty and sixth year, and his sons buried him in the sepulchres of his fathers and Rome. This, this brother was 140 40 there. Yep.
0: Wait a
2: minute no, I say he died in the hundred forty and six years. They don't say. They don't mean. They don't mean that he was one hundred forty six. Whatever the, the hundred and forty six years during this time period. Because Antiochus, I believe, reigned in. He was. He reigned in one thirty six. I want to say. So it was during this t- particular time period. Uh,
3: finish that. And his sons buried him. And the sepulchres of his father at
2: Modi'in. And all Israel made great lamentation for him. All Israel lamented over this brother, man, great brother. Um, so we don't stop right there, y'all. I think this is a good stopping point. Let me mark my place. Uh, the water for everybody tuning in. Thank everybody for tuning in. Thank everybody, the water, everybody for y'all support here at uh, Blog Talk Bible Talk uh the water mashaba for hooking up the the broadcast sir uh greatly appreciate that uh hope everybody got some edification out of the class got some understanding if you have questions about uh the things that we covered uh tonight in this class please hit a brother up at 314 9110 or if you just want to wrap or you got any other questions hit me up as well on that tip too but uh, until uh, next Tuesday, y'all, y'all, Lord willing, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to please tune in to Taza Pop.
0: Tuesday. Taza Pop. Tuesday. Taza Pop. Tuesday. Every. Tuesday.
2: And with that, y'all, we're going to say.